Hey, it's Kelly Walker. Thank you for listening to The Queen of Manifesting. In this podcast, I talk about everything related to getting what you want, having a positive mindset, and using the law of attraction to get more of the things in your life that make you happy and less of the things in your life that make you unhappy. So sit back, relax, take notes if you need to, and welcome to the Queendom. Hey, it's Kelly Walker, the Queen of Manifesting, and in today's episode, we are going to talk to a lawyer who has paved his own way and manifested some amazing things for himself, and his name is R. Sean McBride. Yes. Yes. Thank you for being with us today, Sean. You are Thank you for having me. I'm looking forward to this segment. It's been fun. I enjoyed our chat before, and it's going to be great to uh, connect on this. Yeah, it is. It's going to be awesome. I I wish a little bit that this was video so people could see you. Yes. Because one of your trademark things is what? I wear unusual suits. I tell people do business differently. So if you if you if you see my work, if you see my speeches about business strategy or my legal work, I encourage people to be unique and different, and to find that uniqueness in their business plan and their business strategy. And so, for a long time, I talked about this. I would have it in all my work, but I didn't have a word or a visual with it. Uh, I'd get on stage, I'd get off stage. People like you're not like every other lawyer. You don't talk like every other lawyer. And then I eventually wore an unusual suit to an event just just for a one-time deal and people loved it they started taking photos with it they started asking me about it strangers were walking up to me uh so i started testing it out so i started wearing unusual suits regularly and came up with this theme called do business differently and encourage people to be unique and different in business uh that's kind of genius don't you think uh i like it it's it's worked well i mean it just you know for a long time i was trying to come up with some way to tell people i wasn't like every other lawyer because i would get on stage and i'd come off and that would be a common thing for audience members to come up and say to me uh, but i needed something to kind of break the mold and i finally found it i love it I, i'm really excited you did that and that was really good marketing like self-marketing and branding well it's good and it's bad i mean it's um it's good for me because it it, it puts people on notice. Like I'm not like every other lawyer. <laughs> if you want standard cookie cutter advice and if you want to, you know, um, copy what everybody else is doing, I'm probably not the lawyer you want. Exactly. Uh, if you want somebody who's going to think outside the box, challenge assumptions, try to come up with creative ways to get things done, that's me. And so uh, this kind of visual helps people lock that in. So it's been good for that. Uh, it, it, it steps on some toes. Some people think I'm crazy. They don't like what it looks like, you know. They uh, they think it defies convention, you know, and they right. don't know what it, But those aren't my clients, you know. The no. ones, ones that want to be different, they want to, they want to, they want uniqueness. Those are the ones that hire me. I think it's actually a really good idea to polarize people so that you attract your fans, you repel your yeah. critics, and you have more room around you for people that are your tribe when you do that. It, it's, yes, it, it helps build that, right? Like I say, it, it repels the people who are very um, risk adverse, you know? And, and as, as lawyers, we deal with risk all the time, but you know, the client that wants to copy and do exactly what everybody else is doing and, and not step out at all, I can't help them that much anyway, because they can go to a, a much less expensive lawyer who will, 
tell them what everybody else is doing and copy and paste what everybody else is doing. So if that's the type of legal advice you need where you just want to do what everybody else does and you really don't want to um, innovate in your business, you don't want to do things differently, then I'm not your guy. So yes, I think absolutely it works well for that. Yeah, that's really smart. So um, the reason I'm called the queen of manifesting mm -hmm. was it's kind of, it started out as a joke. So I feel like it's kind of similar to your suits. Yeah. But I started out making things happen, like shocking things, like getting into programs I shouldn't have been able to get into and um, making progress way faster than normal and, mm -hmm. you know, just manifesting awesome things all the time. And people started calling me the queen of manifesting. And I was like, hey, wait a minute. I kind of like that. And so now I've got a website, thequeenofmanifesting.com. My podcast is called that. So yeah, we, we find what works and we find what uh, brings our tribe to us and we run with it. I think I it's agree. really smart. Well, I mean, some of the stuff emerges, you know, as you're moving in a direction. The exactly. Like you talk about manifesting, things start coming at you. Uh, once you're moving that direction, then the pieces start falling in place, right? I didn't, for a while, I mean, I started speaking and I needed the visual. I needed something that was different and unusual and brought home this message of uniqueness I was talking about so much. Yeah. And then I wore the unusual suit and people brought it home to me. They're like, we'll just keep doing that. And I was like, okay. <laughs> you know, <laughs> it's funny, how, funny how the pieces fall together sometimes. You know? Yeah, that did. That totally fell together for you. So I want to talk to you about manifesting and you have manifested your own version basically of a law practice, right? Mm -hmm. I have. You, know, you so didn't like the status quo. And so tell yeah, us what you manifested. Yeah. So I broke the convention. So I now have a law firm and a business strategy firm. So they're two separate companies. I have my law firm where I advise clients on legal issues ownership and control of their business, partnership agreements, mergers, capital raise, contract negotiations. Business owners will call me up with these types of issues and I'll help them negotiate or, or strategize. And then I have my consulting firm where I do primarily speaking or writing or other things about the future of business and business planning. And this all came to me after I left large law firms. So I did what everybody told me to do for the early part of my career, right? So I went and worked at the biggest right. law firm, went to law school, got good grades, went and worked for a big law firm, did all the big law firm stuff, did everything everybody told me to do. And I turned around and I found out that most people at big law firms aren't happy. Um, most lawyers aren't loving their life and their career. And so I knew I had to do something differently. So I started by starting a law firm and that was kind of the jump point but what i did when i started a law firm is i did what everybody else did which is you know start a law firm you get a small office you get clients you you know and just practice law like everybody else until eventually i said why do i have to do it like everybody else uh, you know and over time i started stripping away these layers of convention that were brought upon me by other people right this is the way you do it this is how you handle it. This is what all lawyers do. Why do all lawyers do that? I mean, we do have certain requirements as lawyers right. as far as the law, the, the statutes that affect us are ethics rules. We have to yeah. practice law within some boundaries, but within those boundaries, there's still a lot of flexibility that a lot of people don't use. Mm -hmm. um, 
and I've gotten to where I use that. So I mean, I, 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 got, I built the flexibility into the environment. I allowed my creative side to run and allowed me to build a different business and a different client base, and it works. Uh, but it all works based on breaking the convention and the rules that everybody else tries to set upon you. Right, and you said something about that earlier that I, I loved it so much, I wrote it down. Yes. I, I asked you what was your, for you, what was the key to manifesting? And you said, getting other people's ideas out of your head. That's right. I mean, because I think that happens so much in society. It certainly happened in the early part of my life and my career. Um, you know, the earliest version, I think, was in high school, I was good at math and I liked business. And people were like, oh, you're good at math and you like business. You should be an accountant. So that's what I studied as an undergrad. I was an accounting major. Yeah. And I started studying accounting and I said, well, I can't do this for my entire life. But I took a survey course in business law and I said, that I enjoy. So yeah. I started a little bit that direction, but I was still listening to everybody else, right? So then I said, okay, I'll be a business lawyer. Went to law school. What do you do when you go to law school? You get good grades. And if you get good grades, you go to a big law firm. Everybody's like, that's what you want to do. You want to go to big law firms because you learn a lot and you get options for later in your career. Plus, you know, you can do well at big law firms financially. So, okay. Again, following what everybody told me, you go to a big law firm and they tell you how to live in the big law firm, right? I mean, you do this, you do that, you take care of your clients this way, you document your files this way, and you build your career in the big law firm. And I did what everybody told me to do. Until finally one day, I was, in, I was in one law firm that went out of business, and I was in another law firm that was going through a lot of changes. Um, and that's when I kind of said, okay, is this, is this what I want to keep doing with my life? And that's when the questions started to come in. And that's when I started to question the assumptions of doing what everybody else told me to do. But it took a long time. I mean, it took a decade, approximately, in large law firms before I started questioning what everybody else was telling me to do. Yeah. And that, I think a lot of people never do that. They never question. They never think, maybe there's a better way to do this. Maybe I could manifest a fun version of this that I could do the rest of my life. So... Yeah. It's surprising to me, and I had a conversation with somebody uh, a while ago, and I've referenced this a couple of times now because it's just one of these things where it's still shocking to me. Uh, but this person, you know, basically, you know, ran into them through business circles, but they basically, uh, they reside in a cubicle at an office, and they go to work every day, and they don't enjoy it. And so, you know, I was just like, well, why don't you change that? And they're like, what? And I'm like, if you don't like it, why don't you change it? And they're like, <laughs> You know, and just the conversation was just kind of sideways because, you know, they, the person, you know, some people don't even realize you can change things, you know. Yes. <laughs> they don't know it's an option. Right. Like, well, I don't like what I'm doing, but I'm stuck doing it. Like, well, why? Why? Like, change, <laughs> you know. But, uh, but this is what I'm doing. But it's like, well, then do something different if you're not happy, you know. It's just, to me, it seems so fundamental, but. For some people, it's like earth shattering that you can actually just change your direction by, like you say, manifesting, knowing what you want. I talk about building visions and dreams in my work, but knowing where you want to yeah. be can really allow you to take action to get there and allow things to happen to get you there. When I was first uh, learning about manifesting, I was in that spot. I felt trapped by everything. I wasn't happy, but I didn't think I could have anything different. Right. And then I learned about manifesting at a personal development seminar, and I was like, wait a minute. Wait a minute. <laughs> what is this magic tool? <laughs> right. Yep. And, you know, everything changed. I, 
I've completely overhauled my life. I have made so many changes. I don't have everything I want yet, but wow, I'm totally on the way. I've got way more that I, that I want than I used to have. And it's, it's so empowering to know that you're not stuck with what you've got. Yes. It is a game changer, right? So, um, I, I look at some people who have very fixed mindsets, right? Like this is the way it is and this is the way it goes, you know? Yeah. Um, one of my friends, you know, like unless something changes in my life, I'm going to stay here for, I'm going to be the same house and have, have, everything's going to be the same basically for the rest of my life. And I'm like, wow. And you're like, uh, well, you could change that, right? <laughs> yeah, like you could build that. Like you could, what do you want to do? <laughs> you know, like do it. <laughs> like, yeah. You know, um, it does take some momentum though. I mean, for me, and I think it sounds a little bit for you, it, it, it's believing that it's possible is, is a, is a great first step because you yeah. know, so it takes, you know, kind of one or two events to say, Oh, wow. You know, I just, I wanted that and that happened. Right. I, I, yeah. I thought about that and I made that happen. Once right. you start seeing it happen once or twice, then you can really go crazy with it. Exactly. Yeah. And you're on a roll. Then you're on a roll, and then you got the momentum, and you believe it. it but part, big part of it is just believing that it's possible that you can develop things the way you want them to develop. Absolutely. Um, I think we're going to take a little break, and uh, we'll be back in a few minutes with our guest, R. Sean McBride, an amazing lawyer who wears fun suits and has made his own version of a law firm and consulting firm and totally loves his life now so we'll be back in just a second and we're back in today's episode we are meeting with our Sean McBride who is a lawyer and business consultant and has manifested his own basically his own path through the business and legal field but as is really fulfilling and really different. So um, I want to talk about when you, when you want something, when you want something new to happen, when you, like we were saying, once you believe things could be different, how would you help somebody who didn't know what they wanted? They knew they didn't want what they had, but yep. they didn't know what they wanted because you're into visions and building things. So I think you probably have something good to share with us about that. Yeah, I think, I think, you know, it is, it is a journey of exploration. You have to kind of open your mind to, to what's possible. And I think if you're sitting there saying, Hey, I'm not happy with how things are. I don't know where I want to be. There's probably a knowledge gap there at some level. You don't yes. know what's possible. Mm-hmm. Uh, again, you've probably been pushed upon by other people with preset ideas of what you should and shouldn't do and what your yeah. limits are. Uh, a lot of people talk about limiting beliefs. I think that's where that comes in. You know, that's one yeah. of the versions of it is everybody's told you what you should do in life or how your life should look or where you should live, et cetera, et cetera. So you got to start questioning things. I think that's kind of your first step. If you really want, if you know you're not happy where you're at, you know you're in the wrong place, but you don't know where you should be, start questioning, well, what does make me happy? What types of things do I enjoy? Uh, start taking steps that direction. And what's great is as you start taking steps, possibilities will start opening up for you, right? So it's one foot in front of the other. 
Uh, sometimes you just need the experimentation and the awareness. So start getting away from those things that are holding you back, that are draining you, that aren't allowing you to see what you need to see. Start moving towards the things you enjoy, the things you want to try, the things you think you might like, and start testing things. Don't be afraid to test some things. And what would you say to the person that says, oh, I'm, I'm 50, I'm too old to read too close to retirement there's no way i'm stuck with this what would you say to that person you know i hear that a lot um, i do too yeah I don't, I don't think it's the case right i mean if I even at 50 you still have a lot of time to live right i mean if you're living the standard life expectancy in the western world right you still got a number right? of years ahead of you yeah uh, so there's a chance to to reinvent to to be different there's a lot of people who've done amazing things in their 50s and 60s uh, there's no reason you can't uh, you just have to say, okay, I'm not happy here. Why would you, if you're not happy where you're at, why would you continue that, right? So, I mean, it's just, right. it's like, you know, it's just one of those things for me where it's like, if I know I'm not happy, if I know I'm in a bad spot, I've got to make a change, right? I'm going to make a shift. That's what keeps you fulfilled. So if you're unfulfilled, I mean, if you seriously are not enjoying where you're at and you're not getting fulfillment and growth you got to do something because i mean even at 50 i mean what are you going to hold it out for another 10 or 15 years that's a long time i know to uh to, to, to be somewhere where you're not happy exactly yeah i wonder if um i are you ever on quora do you ever answer questions on quora you know i just started doing that recently it's really fun. Yeah, I, do, I only started recently. I do a lot on yeah. time management and business, uh, a little bit on business. You know, so. Yeah. Well, I was asked last week that exact question. You know, I'm, I'm in my 50s. I hate my job. No, wait. No, she was not. In, I'm in my 50s. That's why I thought that. Okay. She said, I'm like, I'm five years out of school and I realized I hate my career it's too late to change, right? And I was like, what? No. <laughs> I completely changed my career the year I turned 50. Yeah. And like, I never looked back. And it's been two years now, and I'm happier than I've ever been. And right. she was only probably like in her 20s. And I was like, oh my gosh, why do we, why do we get this idea that what we choose in college is permanent, unchangeable, written well, stone? You know, and I think the world is changing so fast now that hopefully more and more people are going to start questioning that assumption. You know what? You know, I, I think I, I don't know if I mentioned on the show or if I mentioned before the show, but I do a lot with future of business. And one thing that we see coming in future of business is a decoupling of the education system. I mean, the current education. Ooh, yeah. Um, you know, it's very memorized based, you know, very system based. You got to learn this, this and this to get this degree. And that's not the workplace anymore. So, uh, so somebody out there is listening, you know, just, you know, just because you got a degree in a particular subject matter area doesn't mean you need to spend the rest of your career in that subject matter area, right? I mean, right? you learned some important skills and some yes. important knowledge and learning in college on just how to learn. So go take right. that and flip that to where you really want to go. There's a lot of people that ended up in areas that are not directly connected to the degree the degree they got so you don't have to be stuck you know and i feel and for a young person that feels stuck five years into their career just reinvent start over you, there's ways you can connect the knowledge you have to a new industry right i mean you have and and some of us are forced to do that mid-career because the circumstances change right you're in an industry that goes out of business right I mean, right 
you know, the, exactly. the young person that 15 years ago went into the cable industry, which looked like an amazing industry, is probably now trying to figure out where they can go next. Right? Probably. So, they're, they're, so there's this, there's this, there, there's a, there's a misnomer of stability just because you keep doing the same career, you stick in the same company. So question it, uh, figure out where your skills are at, and go a new direction if you're not happy. Yeah, that's good advice. Absolutely. I just had to run with that one because I mean there might be somebody out there listening that needs that, and so don't, don't feel stuck. I think there are probably a lot of people that need to hear that, yeah. regardless of your age. You're never stuck with your degree, but right. your degree shouldn't be a prison. It shouldn't be a pigeonhole. No, use use this use this. Get creative. Tie what you know and what you learned and the, and the skills you have into what you really want to do, and you can do it if you're creative enough. I bet you you can. Absolutely. So you have many, many shows that you do yes. and lots of interesting topics. And just off the top of my head, I think that the uh, future of business sounds yes. pretty interesting. And I'm, my question about that is, do you think by uh, thinking about the future of business, are you more manifesting the future in business you'd like to see? Or are you just studying trends without affecting the future of business? That's an interesting question. <laughs> <laughs> one of my one of my favorite authors, a guy named Yuval Harai, wrote a book called *Sapiens*. He's a historian who got into, and now he's moving into being kind of a futurist. If you watch the progression of his books, uh, he started with the history of the human species, why our current, you know, the current form of humans that dominate the earth dominate the earth versus all the other humans that were on the earth. Uh -huh late 50,000 years ago. Fascinating stuff in his first book, Sapien. Uh, but now he looks at how we order society and what we're doing, and he's looking so much to the future of society and where we're headed. Yeah. Um, and Parai, you know, questions uh, where we're headed and what the effects of things are. But part of what he says is, you know, if you're looking at history and you're studying history, you are necessarily impacting history, right? If you're looking at, if you're looking at going forward, if you're projecting what's going to happen then when you give those projections then you change the trajectory so i think um, so too yeah so what i do with the future of business is my future done right show is i spend a lot of time looking at what the future is coming what regulations are coming what business environment's coming um where job trends are going macroeconomic global I and mean, we take a very broad view of the future of business on the future done right show and so I think at some point, yes, it does have an effect, right? I mean, I'm a, I'm a, I'm not a huge player in the universe because I'm not, you know, I don't have tens of thousands of people watching every episode, but I am informing people and I am getting people thinking and I am thinking about the future and I'm joining this global conversation about where are we headed. So mm -hmm. in some way, yes, I feel like I'm, you know, not only thinking and reporting but i'm getting other people thinking and reporting about the future and we collectively have a chance to change the future yeah i totally agree i'm sure you're having an effect on it i've affected a number of people you know a lot of people have circled back to me and said i'm glad you brought that up i learned this i learned that we're all collecting this great body of information that's and that, and that show is set up as an interview show much like yours so i get to talk to people and so what's great for that is I get to collect information from all over the globe about what's happening in the future of business and then bring it all together uh, for the listening audience. What's the most interesting 
thing you see coming right now in the future of business? I think AI and machine learning are huge game changers. Um, I think that some people are sounding the alarm bells. I don't know if enough people are because, you know, there's some scientist sitting in some basement somewhere that's programming code that will fundamentally alter the trajectory of human life. And very few people are paying attention to the fact that that person's there and that they're doing it right now. And what societal implications it has. I think we need to have more conversations as a society about mm -hmm. the effects of some of the things that are happening right now, and we're not. Right. So I encourage people to kind of get into the middle of that, uh, start thinking intentionally about what do you want life to look like? What do you want society to look like? Because we need to set parameters around this new technology that's coming. Oh, absolutely. And just from a manifesting standpoint, when when people focus on the, you know, fear of the future, fear of AI, you know, they're, they're putting this energy out into the world of all of this being scary and mm -hmm. fearful, which I think actually causes things to be more scary and fearful. And so if people knew more about those kind of things and could think about them in positive, constructive ways, like, what amazing things can we do with this technology? You know, I think it would really kind of change the whole tone because I know so many people are scared of AI. And well, I'd love to have the conversation be about what we want as humans, what yes. we want as society, what we want our lives to look like. Right. Versus having a conversation about what we don't want to happen, what we want to right. avoid, right? So let's, let's get exactly. intentional. Let's get ahead of this. I'm big about planning. Mm -hmm. well, what do we want? to do with our lives as humans. You know, how much computer, how much assistance do we want? How much do we want to stay connected with nature? How much do we, you know, what do we want that to look like? And that's the conversation I'd like us to be having is what do we want our earth and our, our lives to look like? Go through that and then build the technology to fit that. That's a great way to do it. Is anybody doing it that way that you know of? You know, there's some talk. Um, Europe's been active. The EU has been trying to do some work to kind of shape uh, what AI and machine learning should look like. I think they're still years behind. They're certainly ahead of the U.S. as far as I can tell, as far as thinking about the implications of this technology, setting boundaries of it. Yeah. Um, you know, some of our international friends, Russia, China, they are working very hard to use this technology for their purposes. So. Uh, what I think is missing here, I'm sitting here as an American citizen for those that haven't pieced it together from the conversation, is uh, U.S., we're not having these conversations as much. You know, we're not talking about the technology as much yeah. as our global friends and our global brethren. And I think we need to. We should be having these conversations about uh, what we want things to look like. So I think some of, our, some of the global westernized uh, countries or larger economies are thinking about the implications. We're not having these conversations, and they're tough conversations, but I think they're conversations we need to have. So as a collective, we can manifest the future. We want. Agreed. Yeah. So if someone wants to connect with you, because you are awesome and fascinating, and I think a lot of people will want to, how do they find you? Uh, LinkedIn is a great place to find me. So go over there, check out the R. Sean McBride. 
T-H-E-O-U-R-S-H-A-W-N, McBride. Unfortunately, I have to spell that out because most all the words can be spelled differently. Right. But V-R Sean, which is, a, which is a name I got from my audiences, right? So it should be R period Sean McBride, but people in my audience are using O-U-R in social media posts. <laughs> I ram That's it. funny. Uh, so you can find me at the R Sean McBride there. Go to planningdoneright.com. Planningdoneright.com is kind of my central hub. Oh, uh, okay information. Uh, I have several websites uh, branching my different businesses, but Planning Done Right is where I post a lot. I get okay. you know, my shows. Uh, so a lot happens, a lot centered around planningdoneright.com. So if you go to planningdoneright.com, you can get a good deal for me. Come check out some of the YouTube channels or other things. I, I, I break my material up a little bit. I mean, everything I do is about future of business, right? but I, uh, I break it up into different shows and different websites and different topics because different people want to consume or, or interface with different parts of it. Yeah. Uh, so that's a good are, way to do it. So, but yeah, if you go to the R Sean McBride on LinkedIn or go to planningdoneright.com, you get a good general overview of me. Okay. You know, jump on one of the mailing lists. I'll send you notices and updates of what's going on in the world and you know, we'll keep in touch. Oh yeah. That's great. Awesome. And um, do you have any last words for my listeners? I mean, I love this concept of manifesting, right? And mm -hmm. I think you, you run with it. You start building those visions and dreams. For me, it's about building visions and dreams, pictures of what you want your future to look like. Yeah, and, exactly. And take actions consistent with that. When I, do, when I do my time management training, like sometimes companies will bring me and my partner, Shannon, and Shannon J. Gregg in for time management training. What do we do? We tell them, what do you want your life to look like? Where do you want to go? And then... You make the vision and then it becomes very easy because everything that you're offered either is consistent with where you're going or it's not. If it's not consistent with where you're going, get rid of it. So, you know, exactly. by same concept that you're talking about with different terms, mm -hmm. you know, you want to manifest something. If something's not consistent with what you want to manifest, get rid of it. Get it out of your life. Exactly. So make this thing as simple as possible. Figure out what you want it to go, where you want to be, get the vision and start working towards it and do steps consistent with where you want to be. Exactly what I teach. Slightly go. different words, but exactly what I teach. Awesome. awesome. It was fun. All right. Well, thank you so much for being on here. Thank you for having me. It was a lot of fun. Yeah. I'm glad. You're a fun guest. And you have lots of interesting things about you, things going on in your life. So um, if you want to connect with Sean, again, his website, probably the easiest one, is planningdoneright.com and um, go look him up. He's awesome. He's a good person to know. There you go. So, all right. Well, I will see you guys later. And Sean, thanks again for being on today. Thank you. All right. Bye. Well, that's it for this episode. Thanks again for listening and for all your love and support. If you like this podcast, please leave me a review. And if you have an idea for a topic you'd like to learn more about, you can email me at Kelly, which is K-E-L-L-Y, at thequeenofmanifesting.com. Also, if you need more manifesting in your life, I have a free Facebook group where I teach manifesting all week long. And on Mondays, I have a live class at 930 in the morning, Mountain Time. The name of my group is We Are Masters of Manifesting. You can search for that or you can just find the link in the description to this podcast. So come join us for more manifesting 
and learn how to get everything you want. Thanks again for listening, and I'll see you next time. Bye.